I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lord, we are here. Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready to I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega the Podcast, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. Oh, what a treat and a true treasure, my friends. I'm so glad you're joining us today. The fabulous slow jam of our theme music today was made by Mr. Joel Hansen. Hey, thank you so much, man. That really moved my spirit. Okay, well, just like Jesus would leave 99 sheep alone for the wolves to go find the one lost lamb, I would be lost without my co-host. Please welcome Gray Highs, everybody. Hey, Allie, so nice to see you. How are you? It's lovely to see you, my friend. I am so blessed, too blessed, 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 blessed. I am too, and I'm just really buzzing today because I've just been really blessed with some new music in my life. (gasps) Really? Absolutely. Have you heard of this new Christian singer? His name is... Kanye West. Well, I've heard of Kanye West, but I didn't know he was Christian. Well, I had heard of Kanye West before. Uh, Of course, I never listened to his music because I just knew it wasn't very positive. But then I just was on my Tidal uh, subscription service, which I only listen to music on Tidal. That's so cool. And I stumbled across this other artist called Kanye West. Oh, cool. And I guess they've got the same name. Oh, wow. Because this guy... Hallie is absolutely Christian. The, the album title is called Jesus is King. 
Well, isn't that the truth? And I just want to give you a few titles of songs. Oh, One's so called Every Hour. Okay. Selah. Mm-hmm. Follow God. Okay. Closed on Sunday. I love that one. Really, It reminded me of Chick-fil-A. Oh, I am open for business on that title right there. On God. Yes. Everything We Need. So good. And that's that one has um, got uh, uh, Thai, Dollar, and then it's a... Uh, Thai dollar and then and then the the, the symbol mm-hmm. for a dollar I G N so it's Thai dollar dollaring oh cool it's Thai dollar Thai dollaring oh, I that's think so is how cool. or dollar sing I'm oh. not sure how you say it well I know that Selah that's straight out of the Psalms that's right then water I mean there's nothing more more spiritually charged than water. Well, and that, that he'll walk on it and he'll that, put, he'll dunk you in it and baptize right. you. Won't Change it to wine. That's right. And then you've got God is hands on. Use this gospel. Jesus is Lord. I mean, Hallie, this is an amazing Christian record, and I, I just I've been listening to it at the gym all week. Yeah. And I've probably gone up uh, about fifteen percent on all my all my lifts through Christ who strengthens you. Absolutely. So check out. I just want to say, check out this guy, Kanye West, not the old Kanye West who this does. It, yeah, it's a new guy. I guess yeah. he's got the same name, maybe spelled differently, but it's awesome. Oh, that is so cool. Uh, what kind of music is it? What's it like? How would you describe it? Um, you know, Hallie, I would say that it's it is um, it is hip hop. Okay. But they've got a lot of gospel in it. Ooh. And just a lot of positive messages. Yeah. You know, the Close on Sunday song is really awesome. It's just talking about how, you know, we can't um, actually, you know, I don't really listen. You know, lyrics aren't something that I'm, you know, I just kind of think of lyrics as uh, something to interrupt the music. So yeah. a, lot, a lot of times I'm not listening to the lyrics. Yeah. I'm also picking up something really heavy, so I'm not really paying yeah. attention. Uh, but I just like the album cover. That is so cool. It's really encouraging when, you know, I think the best artists out there are doing Christian stuff, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I think so too. I got in a fight with my son, Day, because he was listening to this um, oldies. Uh, there's an oldies um uh, uh, what was he listening to? It was called Ben Folds. And it was this oldies guy who had the foulest language. And I said, not in my car. All right. Not in this Lexus, you know? Right. And so the next time he was like, oh, I want a Lexus now. Yeah, I got that. I got a red Lexus. And that's so good. Neat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so neat. It's I, I prayed for it two years ago and he is so faithful. That's great. And that's so cool. That's what I wanted. It's nice and low so I can get my mom in there. Is it used or new? Yeah, it's snoozed. Oh, so then the next time day gets in my car, he's like, mom, I got something you'll like. And he plays this Christian guy named chance the rapper i liked it okay it was also gospel that's great it's so cool yeah i think that's cool that you know there's another guy that i'm really into right now but he's a painter and his name's john mcnaughton and he's doing some awesome stuff you should really check him out too that's so cool yeah i'll tell you what we are still in our old testament challenge series in the midweek services and i'll tell you woo doggy i am learning new things every day which just makes me fall deeper and deeper in love with the word of god so you know everybody knows the um story of the hebrews being slaves in egypt right right you know about how god spoke to moses in the burning bush and then moses asked pharaoh let my people go you know we all know that right right if you dive into the scriptures, there's this tidbit of juicy info that just hit me this week from teaching Pastor Mike. There's this short three verse interlude that never seems to make it into the movies about Moses or any of the storybooks for kids or anything. But it's basically after being commissioned by God from the burning bush, Moses is on his way back to Egypt when this suddenly happens. Check this out. Tell me if you ever heard of this. Great. Exodus 4, 24 to 26 says at a lodging place on the way, the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Yeah, God wanted to kill him after he commissioned him. And then Moses' wife, Zipporah, 
She took a flint and she cut off her son's foreskin and she touched Moses' feet with it and said, surely you're a bridegroom of blood to me. So God let him alone. Isn't that so crazy? That is great. We never hear about that part. God gave him his calling and then was like, no, you know what? I think I'm going to kill you instead. But then when he saw his baby boy's foreskin touch his feet, he was like, you know what? We're actually good. I like that. You know, you can live now and you can go on your mission that I gave you right before I was going to kill you. And then your wife saved you by whacking her little kid's genitals or taking the hood off his little turtle head. And it's all right there in the scripture. And doesn't he work in mysterious ways? He does. You know, that reminds me of, I heard that at Sephora, they were putting foreskins in makeup. Oh, I bet that does something to your under eyes. That is a tender skin under your eyes. Right. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Well, we are definitely too blessed to be stressed, which means we got to move on to too anointed to be disappointed. Just like Elijah essentially got into a rap battle with the prophets of Baal, I can't wait to rap with our guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Mandy Barber. Oh, God bless you, Barbara. Having Mandy. a little old lady on your show. Mandy, you're just so, it's so, you're such a bright light, and it's just so nice to have you. You, you might be one of the um, the first people that we've ever had on the podcast that has such a rich background. Oh, I, well, I don't know that that could be true, because I do listen to your program, and just so many interesting, uh, wonderful people. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you might be the oldest guest we've ever had, but you know what, Mandy? You're also the finest dressed, because look at that red lip you have on, and you even, I've never seen you not in heels. Oh, well, a lady never goes anywhere without heels. Oh, my goodness gracious, <laughs> and those pearls, I always, you always have those pearls on, don't you? Well, when God takes your vision, he gives you fashion. Well, look at that, oh, and your hair is always just so perfect. I get it done two times a week oh, at Lenate's. Oh, I love Lenate's. Don't you love it? Oh, I think it's so nice. They do my highlights. And I don't feel, sometimes I sit in the, the, the chairs at the salons uh, and I feel so small. And in that one, they have a big, um, thick pillow that I can sit on so I can see myself in the mirror. What Isn't a wonderful neat? story. Very yeah, thoughtful. well, you're a petite gal, aren't you? I just keep getting smaller and smaller. And you probably were one of those kids who had to sit on the phone book to sit at the dining room table, huh? I, you know, my whole class uh, was stricken with the disease, much like polio. Not, not polio, unfortunately, because they could not be treated. But my mother always said, don't eat the ends of bananas. Really? So I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I, I, I've never eaten the tip of a banana, and I've never gotten sick in my whole life. Isn't that so Not cool. a once. Well, Mandy, tell us a little bit about, first, this really exciting group that you've put together. It's called 30 Pieces of Silver Screen. Is that right? That is correct. 30 Pieces of Silver Screen. Wow. And what do you all do down there? You're down in the, you're on the second, uh, you're, in, you're in the second basement annex, right. right? It used to be the, it used to be the nursing room. Okay. Oh, room right. for the baby. And now the they've infants. moved into a, a much bigger, nicer facility, but it's great for us because it doesn't have any windows and not a whole lot of ventilation. So people never get cold. That's Isn't great. That mm-hmm. And what do you all do down there? Well, 
I'm, I don't know. I don't like to assume that people know about my reputation, but I, I did work in uh, the pictures. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. And you know, that part of my life is over and, and now it's about uh, giving people an opportunity to watch the old films because there are a lot of excellent old reels and films that, that people have forgotten about. And so I like to give an opportunity to some of our more senior parishioners and, and um, and I know it can be difficult to 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 see us. You yeah. know the 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 vibe of our church is so uh, youthful, and and mm-hmm. that is a draw. Right. Um, and very often, us us of the older set, we come late and we leave early. <laughs> That's right. And you know, sometimes I think it's so important because I don't think we do enough to really highlight. Hey, guys, we do have people at this church that mm-hmm. are over the age of forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so, true. We and do. I, I've seen really old people down with you, even in the fifties and sixties. Right. Well, ever since uh, ever since uh, f- uh, first congregation is in single Christ church. That they had that bed bug problem. And I think right. that spooked a lot of people sure. a- away. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for, and you know, this is just the tallest building nearby. And you're a woman who is an entertainer. So mm. I bet you enjoy a service that has lights and um, strobes and um, fog machines I, and I love IMAX. It. I don't know how to use any of them, but I like having them there. And they really do, you know, we get the young kids to come in and they'll and put on strobe lights and I'll say, please turn that off. But I appreciate um, your efforts. But what we do is, we sit in the room. I I put on. I bring my old projector that I've had since I was. I I won't tell, but mm. certainly certainly since uh, the 1940s. And I um I'll I'll hook it up and we'll just play pictures on a blank white wall. Oh. And I just keep the reels going until everyone leaves. That is such a positive thing. Mm. I didn't even realize that they had movies in the 1940s that's such a long time ago that's so cool people forget well we called them pictures back then because sometimes sometimes the images wouldn't move oh really they sometimes you go it would just be uh, when i was a when i was a uh, a girl in little swallow we sometimes you'd you'd be thrilled if there was just a picture of a horse uh projected for 20 minutes and and the kids would go crazy when the when they take the picture down yeah oh and it was in black and white huh Mm -hmm. and do you remember or was this before you when they would have the little words at the bottom because you couldn't they didn't have sound oh silent pictures of course and i I mean that's how it really started with me was seeing the silent pictures and of course i couldn't read but i would i would sit there and i would look and i would try to sort of gauge i'm a i'm an i'm I'm an observant person. I always have been. Mm. And there was a, care, a frightening character with a little mustache. And he was just a maniac. Ooh. And he'd eat shoes and I'd be terrified out of my skin. Uh, and he would do this dance with two potatoes on um, eating utensils. And he danced like they were his feet. <gasps> and I mean, I gathered. This is a cautionary tale. Yeah. Of, of, of what life can be like. When you go down the thorny path. It sounds scary. Now, you grew up in Little Swallow. Where is Little that? Little Swallow. So Little Swallow, it's, well, it's, it got incorporated into another town. Now. Okay. So it's, you know, it's a sad thing. It's one of the few sad things about getting older, where sometimes the place you grew up doesn't exist anymore. Oh. And, and, and what town did it get incorporated into? God help me, Big Swallow, which, I mean, I don't like to pass judgment on any town, but Big Swallow is a godless town. And it always has been. Really? A lot of Italians. Just full of wicked people, mm-hmm, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just sinful kind of... We used of... to call it Garlic Town. Okay. Because, you know, I think it's... Well, it's a, 
I feel like actually someone corrected me and said it's a different type of uh, Italian cuisine they use there that doesn't use a lot of garlic. But we, you know, sometimes it, we know when you see a picture of um, a vanilla bean and you can smell it. Yes. Yes. That's true. It's um. They say that um, uh, scent uh, smell is the strongest of all of the six senses. And it never goes. It never goes. It's a time machine, isn't it? it I'll really smell is. mothballs and I'll just be transported straight to my grandma's house. <laughs> Oh, yes. And that's so cool. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know the exact feeling. Yes. So you, you left home and then you went to Hollywood. I went to Hollywood with a girlfriend of mine who was running away from a dangerous relative. And we, uh, we went to Hollywood and I wasn't aware that that's where pictures were made. I Ooh. thought maybe I'd start a bric-a-brac shop or, sure. or, or um, work for a man in a big house. Oh, yeah. Um, but instead, uh, we got there, and boy, that whole town is was run by pictures. People have a hard time believing it, but it used to be that Hollywood was run by pictures. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was there for quite a while, and, uh, and my girlfriend got, oh, she got cast in, she got cast in some pictures, and then was... Any ones uh, that we would know? Well, um... <laughs> Though Cecile, Cecile had a very particular uh, set of uh, dancing skills. Okay. Hmm. So often her pictures would play in European houses. I see. And uh, I was I never saw any of her films because they'd always show too late at the movie houses oh, nearby sure. us. But um, but oh, you know, I I didn't stay there long because when she was whisked away or disappeared or something, I you know I had no one to share my uh, oh, sure. to share my studio with. Oh. And lo, lo and behold. I get a call from Cherry Watkins, Ooh. and Cherry Watkins was starting uh, Hoghead Pictures. Oh, back back in Logansport, Indiana. Okay. And now, were you aware of the movie history in Logansport? I know. I know. Well, uh, it was around that time. So, Hoghead is an unfortunate name, but Cherry was uh, had inherited. His father's, what is that? I never know what, it's not called a pig plant. What do, what do they do when they kill all the pigs? Oh, the uh, slaughterhouse? A slaughterhouse. It was a slaughterhouse. And he had inherited all that money. Well, Cherry didn't care much for, for pork. So he used all that money to start his own film studio. And they would do a lot of, um, it started as doing kind of industrial features, just initially for other, uh, for, for other slaughterhouses to see how that system would work. And they needed a cigarette girl. Okay. So I hopped on the first vehicle back, Ooh. and uh, I I went straight there. I got there within three weeks, and uh, and really from that point forward, I worked my way on. I would do some background work. They um, I sometimes would paint the ladies' faces, and sometimes they let me name some of the pictures, which Amazing. was a great deal of fun. Uh, and I, I believe it or not, because people say that you know women women in pictures way back then. Didn't were not decision makers. Well, that's not true because I said, "You're missing a tremendous opportunity, not only for uh, not only for religious films, but also for uh, comedic films." And one oh. of the best uh, one of the best films that Hogshead Pictures ever made was a film that I named called "Don't Feed the Polish Man." Oh, and it did very well in Indiana. Oh. What was the premise of that? I guess it's in the title. Well, it is in the title. Uh, it was a shorter picture, about seven minutes long, and it well. <laughs> You should have seen that it was a family of people sitting down to dinner and they can tell that there is a Polish man on the sidewalk. 
and he's walking up and down and they can practically hear his stomach growling. And, and oh, gradually over the course of it, you know, one of the few lines in the film is don't feed the Polish man. And each character would take a turn saying it. And by the end of the movie houses, people would be cheering along and chanting it. And it did have uh, four four pictures in that in that series. Oh. Amazing. Wow. You know, Hallie, I just am so struck by Mandy's story because it's such a God thing. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, you've got this this amazing person that's living in Hollywood where all the pictures are made. Yeah. You're there. And then gets this call. You get a call from someone who is looking for a cigarette girl. Mm. What is a cigarette girl? I don't even know what that is. I don't well, either. Well, you... It, <laughs> And boy, do I miss these days. When they stopped having smoking sections in restaurants, I thought, take me now. But thankfully, uh, there's been uh, there have been a lot of happy things to live for. But a cigarette girl would stand in a boardroom where all the men shout, and uh, and I would have to anticipate the moment when the last ember of the previous cigarette had fallen to the ground, and I'd have to be ready and plop, just plop it right in, in each of the executives' okay. mouths. Oh. And this is when um, cigarette, smoking cigarettes was not immoral. Mm. This is back when it was it was okay, right? Well, our boys in World War One, everyone came back smoking, and everyone wanted to be like our boys. Okay. That's right. That is amazing. I mean... And, and who are the boys? Come, or do you have children? Is that what you're saying? I never did have children. Okay. I'm, one, I'm one of 14 children. Wow. And, well, some people called my father a saint. Well, I think it was a bit of a devil. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I, I, when you come, sometimes when you come from a big, from a big family, you just re, I just despise children. Yeah, I get that. But I love teens. Oh, really? Teens and up. Oh, really? Well, I have a teen that has given me a run for my money, and oh. you can have him if you like him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, now, my. I think you're so lucky, Mandy, because you came up in a time of the silver screen in Hollywood. Mm. I mean, now Hollywood is such a wicked place. Oh, horrible. And um, I just think that, um, you know, our Heavenly Father is doing what he can with the earthquakes and whatnot, just trying to send signals to say, you know what? You got to shape up or you're going to get shipped out, you know? But um, I feel like you came up when, were you, were you like a contemporary of like Shirley Temple and those wholesome kind of movie, moving pictures? Well, we have to remember everything, everything was happening in, happening in pictures back then. You know, you had, you had someone like Shirley Temple and you also had someone like uh, Crazy Eyes McCooch and the, and you know, we only remember one of those names now, mm-hmm. but Shirley Temple, believe it or not, and you might not be familiar with her. But she was an absolute star. And I know it's all about Crazy Eyes Magooch now. But Shirley Temple, do you know, The Wizard of Oz was written for her. Really? really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. And then what was her name? Who got it? Who did it? Jordy uh, jo- uh, uh, Pisher, something like yeah, that. And yeah, and she had a terrible drug problem, didn't she? A horrible drug problem and a, a, just a terrible voice. And I yeah. think she hung herself yeah. in the background of the movie. Yeah, and mm. so did her mom. Something mm. like that. Right, I think yeah. so. I've Same thing that happened but... with Princess Leia and her mom. Right. Killed That's each why other. God punished half the cast members by shrinking them you know, down. They got that illness well, and they all became so small. Now, what was it? What was the scene like around Hogshead Pictures mm. at the time? You're there. You're naming these films. You've got the adult. You've really the moved band. up through the ranks, right? Very and, quickly. And what? And what was the? What was the vibe like? Well, I don't know. You probably experience this all the time. You have a radio show and ministries, and you meet all sorts of interesting people. But when you're around creative people, you get the sense that. 
I'm the dumbest person around. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, I, you know, that was a period of my life where I spoke very little and I just listened because I had a lot to learn. And, uh, and people would say things about what I was wearing or say, you know, make comments about my hair or the, my jawline. And, I, you know, I would internalize those things. And, I, and it helped me become better. It really did. Yeah. I became a better person for the cat calls and, uh, and, you know, the occasional, you know, pinching the what's have you. And, but, but they knew that I was, that I was looking to settle down with someone to get married. They knew I was not a cheap ride, you yeah. know. Yep. And, and I think that's ultimately what became uh, uh, respectful for me. Sure. And, and the fact that uh, I had a terrible, uh, it was, I mean, the only way to put it is a face infection. And it, it had just spread right across all my skin. Oh, no. And so people, I think, were fearful oh, sure. to get too close. And how long did that last? Well, it went from uh, Wilson to Truman. Hmm. Now, those were the good old days, mm. you know, where, you know, nowadays a fella is, is a little afraid to pinch a bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a fella's afraid to, to say, <laughs> you know, a fella's afraid to say, hey, uh, b- s- smile, gal. Uh, look at that beautiful face, aren't they? Because nowadays women are uh, taking it as if it's some kind of an insult or something mm. when they're just trying to make you feel good, aren't they? And I couldn't agree more. And I, I something that I feel is very important, and I, I call it. I call it the roll rule. Okay. And uh, it's that if you go to a bakery and you start pawing all over some rolls. Okay. That's fine if you're going to buy them. That's right. And that's what I think is lost now. Anything's okay as long as you commit. That is an awesome rule. Yeah. You know, I think of that too, Holly, because, you know, everyone's so sensitive now. Mm -hmm. And I go, you look back to the time that she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Everyone was happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the families stayed together. Stayed together. It was wholesome entertainment. Um, and children weren't so fat. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And they weren't looking at screens all day. I'll tell you that right now. <sighs> Boy, I'd, I'd looked at a screen for two hours a week, and I was grateful for that. Oh, it was fun. It was something to look forward to, exactly. wasn't it? Mandy, I feel like uh, all the kids were going bananas about La La Land. Did you ever see that movie that came out recently with a young gal and a guy on a piano? I'd, I think... It, this is uh, Emily Emma Stone. That's right. Yes. Um, I try to keep up on my magazine, so I know some of the stars. Yeah. And they, you could tell they were doing like one, two, three, four. Mm. They weren't dancing. I look back, I watched um, every, I, uh, I watched uh, White Christmas and Holiday Inn. Oh, yes. And these girls, Rosemary Clooney, uh, Danny Kaye, uh, Fred Astaire. What was the other one? She was so skinny. She always had to wear turtlenecks because her neck was falling off because she wouldn't eat food. What was her name? Lily. Uh, oh, I've never seen, you know, I've never seen a black I, I only movie. remember her tragic end. Vera. Vera. You're right. It was Vera. Wang. Vera Miles. Yes, Vera Wang. And she's dancing and mm. she's um, kicking and um, very skinny, very beautiful. But these entertainers back in mm. your day, Mandy, mm-hmm. they could sing. They could dance. They could. Um, well, what's the third? on the um, triple threat. Uh, sing, dance, and well, perform. But, uh, act, act. But I think that's sort of... Well, what's acting, really? Acting is, it... acting is uh, is memorizing and then shutting up. And that's true. And I feel like, um, you know, you were smart to say, I, I think there's real wisdom in those years where you said, I was going to listen so mm-hmm. that because I had a lot to learn. And and a starlet knows, and I don't, well, I don't mean to call myself a starlet, but I did. A starlet knows that the best way to get what you want is is in the shadows, oh. in the background. Oh. 
work, you know, work and sneak. And I think about, uh, I think about Jacob and Esau a lot. And in those periods of time, I felt I was, I was covered in the wool, you know? Oh yes. And about how many pictures did you end up being in or in the background of? Oh goodness. I, I think at last count, it was 897. We pumped them out. I oh, mean, that's they were incredible. they were they were quick and they were short and they were brilliantly that's done. That's incredible. That's like probably like George Clooney or something mm. has numbers like that. Well, and that you know sometimes what would happen is if there were multiple scenes in a movie, we just make it multiple movies. Oh, oh. okay. Because this is something sometimes the people don't appreciate um, when uh, when in certain parts of the country people don't have uh, uh, the the wherewithal to sit through. They've got to get back to their farmings. Sometimes people just want to see 40 seconds of material, a a proposal, and then someone says, thank you, and then that's it. Or or a a woman drinking a a big beverage. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, sometimes that's all you need. Mm -hmm. That's true. Sometimes I feel like that with movies. Like, let's cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. Huh? You know? Right. They're trying to cause problems. Uh I, I don't understand why I need to know who made who made a film. I, didn't I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. And I don't want to read. No, no. I want to sit back and eat some popcorn. And so now you've got this amazing group of people that are going mm. back and watching these films. Do you show some of your films to your group? I sneak some in now and then. Oh, isn't that neat? Uh, and, you know, very often I think we, 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 we minister to um, all degrees of self-awareness, too. You get some people in there and they don't know if they're wearing a dress or a sweater, if you know, if you catch my drift. Uh, so I don't think I don't think that they're so much in it for the narrative. I think they want to sit in the dark and have stimulus. Absolutely. And I always know when you're having one of your 30 pieces of silver screen nights because I can smell the popcorn machine oh. in there. <laughs> We've had several accidents, but it keeps being worth it. Well, I think it's so neat that you have the different um, shakers where you can put your own seasoning on your popcorn where you can get the ranch flavored powders. You can get salt. Or the salt, sea salt, which I think is real neat and mm. fancy. And you have the, I like a Parmesan cheese on my, on my popcorn. Oh, well, that's where we differ. What do you put on there? Um, I'd like, well, so we, so we have the regular salt, we have poor salt, we have coarse salt, which you can, which people often use for marinades and for rubbing on big hunks of beef. And I like a coarse salt because I, every once in a while I like to get a crunch. Oh, oh, okay. And you yeah. probably don't like the Parmesan because that's going to remind you of your, your upbringing. I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. Oh, that's right. Garlic Town. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, do you dance? I wonder if that's why you have such longevity. I do dance. I Well, you know, I, I've been through several. We I, I started in my I started doing the Charleston. I ended up doing swing dance. I had a brief period of sort of experimental expressionist dance uh, and then mostly just waltz. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah. you, and did you ever marry, or did you? Because I noticed you still. Well, you still, you've got a few. I, I can't really tell. Eight you've got rings. A, okay, eight yeah. rings on both wedding. Well, I on d- both ring fingers. Well, part of it's. I have been married four times, but then for when my sisters passed, I would wear their wedding rings just because. Oh, isn't that neat? Just because. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I don't want the. You, know, you still hear about grave robbers. Oh, sure. Don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, coming from a place like where you came from. Mm -hmm. That's true. Big swallow, big thieves. That was one of the things we used to say. 
But, and you did, did you do all that dancing always in heels? Were you like Ginger Rogers doing it backwards in heels and blading? I, the only time I danced without heels was people said when I, when my mother gave birth to me, I slipped and slid all over the floor. They, they called it dancing, but I think it's not a very charming anecdote. And I'm realizing that now. And so in your husbands, did you just mm. outlive them? Uh, well, yes, it's, I'm sad to say, and it never gets easier, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it started with a local boy, uh, it started with a local boy, Trey, uh, and that boy, I just, I just thought the world of him. And then I married a businessman, Mr. McAllister, who I didn't care much for. Uh, and did then, you call him Mr. McAllister? That was what well, he made me sign a contract on our wedding day, which I, I thought was the strangest thing. I assumed I maybe a uh, Scottish background thing. I don't know. Sure. And you never really cared for him, beginning, middle, or end? No, sometimes, I don't know. Have, have you ever been uh, sort of misled into a marriage? Mm, Just, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I, I'm not married, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Can you right. believe that with biceps and triceps like that? Uh, well, maybe they're scared you'll break them in two. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm busy right now. And number three was Ronald Reagan. And number four was... Uh, Number four owned a, you know, Carvel ice cream. Oh, sure. Well, he owned an ice cream store that stole the idea. Oh. And that, I'd sort of, we lived high on the hog from that for a while. But I I, I did like him the most, I think. What's your favorite flavor? White. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. He couldn't legally call it vanilla. Oh, really? Because it wasn't even an imitation flavor. Oh, I see. Uh, but it was some people. Sometimes people come in and they say, "This just tastes like cold white," and I said, "Now that's the name of a flavor." Well, you're good at titling things. I am, and that, and I sometimes wonder. Do you ever wonder what would ha- what like what would have happened if you were born today? Oh. Well, how would that change? Oh, and as in terms of your name, right, right. You know, and how would that change? Mm-hmm. How would that change my life from here on out? And I think. I don't know if there is a job for people who name things, but I feel like I could be a humdandy at it. Cold White even sounds like, hey, this could be like a thriller movie or something. Mm. Cold White. Oh, yeah. Gray is kind of good at um, coming up and pitching ideas for movies. Oh, You uh, two should uh, talk. We should. Have you thought about acting again? I've been asked, sometimes children will come to my door and ask to take a picture of me. Really? Um, Because they know your movies. It's either that or... I, you remember for a significant period of time, half my nose was gone. Oh, sure. Uh, from the infection. From the infection. Yeah. And it took a long time to get uh, the the right match for a, re- a facial reconstruction. Oh. You look like now, uh, you basically look like Elizabeth Taylor. I can I'm, I imagine what I Elizabeth Taylor would look like if she was still alive. Yeah. Uh. I mean, you have this raven black hair mm-hmm. that's done twice a week. Mm. Takes a lot of work to look this great. These big clip-on earrings that are just sparkling beside your face, mm-hmm. and I mean, look at this. You're always in a dress. I, that is the most important thing, and I I say it to whenever I see a young girl in pants, I'll scream it from the other side of the street. God doesn't want to see your figure. He made you. He doesn't need to be reminded. Oh, that's a good, you know, I need to say that to my kids Mm. because, you know, a lot of these girls nowadays, um, it's basically uh, what I say, they're always fighting the horizon line. And what I mean by that is if the horizon line's your waist, Mm. I try to say, you know, your shirt should go to your waist 
and your your pants or your, your your skirt should you know also go to your waist. But what happens is you know the horizon line starts getting bigger and bigger as the as the shirts go up, and a lot of times the the shorts are, are being are, they're also going up or they're going down. They they're, they're always battling where, where that that equator is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i just say you know we we got to have the f- the fabrics coming together right yeah there. it's too and much midriff i worked in i worked in costuming and people forget men's waist is at their nipples that's right and that's a girl's right. waist is none of anybody's business see isn't that right whenever i see someone with their pants below their belly button i say that's not for us to see you know i got in a bit of trouble last year because one of my kids she was wearing these what they're calling um, high waist jeans, but then she was wearing a real small top. And I said, hey, what a waste. And then she said, what are you saying? And I was saying, I'm not saying what you're saying. Because she was like, and I, I was basically what I was saying is that's a waste of time, right? Mm-hmm. And she thought I was saying, mm-hmm. you've got a great midriff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So see, that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that I, first off, I would never get in trouble for that in 19 whenever. No, no one got in trouble for anything. No. And number two, um, you know, I, that's just not something I would even think about if you weren't of wearing clothes like that. Of course you wouldn't. It's like they these guys are making movies like, um, uh, what's the movie where he's like, how about them apples? About the two guys in Boston and one was a janitor. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. That's right. And this guy uh, is doing... Um, What's his name? Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Something like that. He's putting up all these movies. He's putting up good movies. Mm -hmm. Real good movies. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the girls are like, we're not in them and everything because you're putting all the guys in and everything. And then the next thing you know, nowadays, he's in jail. And all of a sudden, you know, Kevin Spacey, I really like him. And where's he now? Meanwhile, foul-mouthed Anne Hathaway is able to spread her filth on every interview. Isn't that right? Oh, just a, just a crude woman. I've never, really, is that? Oh, hideous, hideous things to say and just constantly, oh, F this and take it up your, yeah, uh-huh. I can't say it. You know, she says it. Really? Out of the wa- mouth of a lady. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, as far as I can tell, I keep the volume very low on my television set. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Because you miss the silent pictures? Sometimes I just want everything to be more quiet than it is. Did you ever learn to read? At a certain point, I can read very big letters, you know, mm-hmm. um, big letters, small words. Uh, but I, but I'm a smart person. I'm a smart, smart person. A terrible, terrible at spelling. Excellent at math. Did that ever present a challenge when you had to learn a script? I was lucky because the studio uh, had a big influx of what are the talking birds, parrots, oh, right? Parrots, yeah. and they would uh, they would have someone on set uh, narrate all of my lines to the parrot, and then I'd carry the parrot around, and the parrot would tell me the the words again and again and again, mm-hmm. and occasionally a little strange thing would pop in, like yeah. don't don't. Don't, don't. Sometimes the bird would just say that, yeah. like it as though it had overheard something. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I, I can memorize my lines very well. Just like Jesus reached into Lazarus' tomb and said, Get up, buddy. I'm reaching into the mailbag for your questions, everybody. We had a special reach out from our friends Nick and Muriel from another podcast, Hella in Your 30s, and they have a question for us. This is Muriel. And this is Nick. And we are from the podcast, Hella in Your 30s. Our spiritual question for you is, how do you find peace with growing older? Well, that is a good question, I isn't think that's it? such a great question, especially since we have someone who's lived such a life. Yeah. Oh, and. Right. 
and it's weird because I, you know, I think of a question like that and I'm going, okay, Gray, how old are you? You still feel, you know, I've sort of, I stopped counting after 26 and I just kind of decided I'm 26 Mm. um, because I think that's the best age really to connect with youth, but also have some authority. Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's kind of, I guess I don't really know what it's like to get older because I've kind of stayed 26 and I look 26. You do. You really do. Well, I'll tell you that as a female, it's much different for females because you can look at Robert Redford and he looks so good. You can look at all these men, Patrick Stewart. They're so beautiful. John Voight. See? And, but a woman, if a woman refuses to die and she just continues to age, nobody wants to see that. And I feel it. I feel it as a lady and I just want to hide. And it's why I keep wearing more and more billowy linen clothing and whatnot to just kind of just be like, you know, nothing to see here and all that, you know. So if the question is, how do you find peace? I'll tell you what, I haven't. I just keep going to Chico's and I buy items of clothing that are two sizes bigger than me just because I want to hide under it, you know? I know exactly how you're feeling. And I just want you to know, honey, that this time will pass. Really? I, I think about this an awful lot. I was at a, I was at a local Chinese buffet where I, they know I only live there for the hamburgers. But um, I opened up my fortune cookie and my fortune said, you are about to inherit a large sum of money from a friend. And I thought to myself, I doubt that because everyone I know is dead. And then I thought, exactly. Everyone I know is dead. And I thought of all the people in my life who are dead. But I'm not dead. I outlasted them all. I outlasted people who are kinder than me and people who, would, uh, who uh, were more generous than me and more attractive and owned more things. Boy, I'm still on earth and they're dead. And very possibly, you know, who's to say who's in inter who's who's being eternally punished and who's who's being eternally rewarded. But as long as I'm on this earth, I'm just grateful for all the people who've died before me. Does that absolutely definitely a second husband? Mm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. third. And third. Absolutely. And look at you. I do have so much respect for the way you always have a belt on, showing that little waist of yours. This is actually a shower curtain ring. Mandy Barmer was played by Andrew Farmer. Follow him on Twitter at That's a Jellyfish and check out his podcast called Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon.